Welcome to the Brothers and Others podcast. My name is Eli and this is my brother, Jude. This is the first episode of our new podcast, Brothers and Others. We're just two brothers living life, learning, and hopefully sharing what we learn to you guys. So to start off, we'll do some introductions. Jude, what does the average day look like for you? I go to Flannels Tech, which is a college, like a secondary college that I go before my actual classes at school. And then I usually head on over to school, which I have two classes, which is English and uh, like an art history class, which is pretty bad. But um, then after that, I usually head home. I work out, usually get a flat tire on the way home because we're currently having to take gravel roads because our, uh, our highway got shut down. And uh, We live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then I usually cook myself a meal. I've been cooking chicken a lot. And yeah, usually just hang out, chill, play some video games, watch some YouTube. That's about it. What do you do on a normal, normal day for Eli? So normal day for Eli, I wake up. I currently work at an architectural job for my dad. We do post-frame construction. After that, I get home, watch some YouTube or hang out. I do a lot of research into investing strategies and how to be rich essentially. And on days I'm not doing that, I'm doing studying for cybersecurity to hopefully get a job doing that and save money to invest in real estate. So, so uh, when Jude, so the purpose of this podcast is mainly talk about our interests and share some of the wisdom that we have picked up from the people around us. We are blessed to have some smart people around us. So in terms of the interest, Jude, what are some of your interests you're going to bring to this podcast? Oh, probably a lot of lifting. Maybe some current events that Eli wouldn't know about, like uh, KSI, maybe. <laughs> boxing. A lot of boxing in the uh, influencers. Influence boxing. And uh, probably a little bit about working out, because that's like my main hobby. I do that a lot. Been focusing on it for about eight months. It's been a lot of fun. Then uh, probably talk about cooking a little bit. I mean, I'm a little bit of a chef. I cooked Eli some chicken today. He said it was it good. It was right? good. It was very good. I was yes. quite surprised, I must say. Yes. Uh, been cooking a lot of chicken, lean protein, trying to bulk up, and then uh, what? <laughs> lean protein. Yeah. What is lean protein, Jude? So lean protein's like a uh, chicken, fish. It's like sources of protein that aren't like bad for you, so the macros are good. What is a macro? A, ma a macro is like a, what's in the food you eat. So it's like fat, calories, um, protein, sugars. That's like makes up a macro. So if you would have a fitness app, you could see like all the macros you eat, which I used for a while, but I'm disciplined now, so I don't need it anymore. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive, and, impressive. What, what would you bring to this podcast? I'm interested in uh, some of my interests and hobbies that I will probably bring a lot to this table are I'm very interested in technology, cryptocurrency, um, some investing, like passive income streams, how to build some of those up so you don't have to work a nine to five your whole life, as well as some current event politics wise, not not necessarily like the influencer wars, but more so <laughs> what's going on in the government, what dumb things are happening in Washington, stuff like that. So, so what's the what's the dumbest thing you've heard so far that's going on in the political realm? Hmm. It's very hard because there's a lot of extremely dumb things going on. 
all of the time, but probably the highlight at the moment is California, who is the claims to be the beacon of how to run the country, is running out of power for the fifth consecutive year during the summer because they have heat waves and their electrical just isn't up to the task. So in California, they're being told to shut off their power from 4 to 8 p.m. right when everybody's oh, home. Man. So so how would you be able to game? How would you be able to play Minecraft? You would be out <laughs> of luck, apparently. You been playing Minecraft at all lately? I have not been gaming a whole lot in a while. I've been too, too much research. Are you back into Minecraft now, Jude? Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> just started a brand new, uh, brand new world. I've been grinding it out. Got 18 diamonds already. <laughs> uh, been teaching my little brother how to play, the one that Eli doesn't like. Whatever. <laughs> For the record, we have two other siblings than us. They're both younger than us, and they're a bit much sometimes. Mm. Hmm. Agreed. <laughs> So the other aspect of this podcast is we want to bring some of the knowledge of others, hence the brothers and others, to you. So me and Jude grew up with a strong family and group around us of people who know what they're talking about. We have a dad and an uncle who are both very good businessmen who know a better thing or two, as well as both our grandparents live around and they've seen a lot of stuff and are moderately, relatively successful in life. That's so true. We'll bring them onto the pod, find as many people as we can to just interview, be like, how do you be successful in life? So, that is the other's mm-hmm. portion of this podcast coming soon. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're still working on that. We're, uh, we need an intro video, if you know what I'm saying. Gotta get, make sure the people know what's going on in here. Indeed, indeed. So, to kick off the first episode of the Brothers and Others podcast, we'll discuss some of the current events going on lately for the week previous of... September 11th, 9-11. So, the big thing that happened this week is on the 8th. Well, before, I we, believe get, that before was, we get to this, just take a moment for our, our uh, the people who died 9-11. Neither of us were born, but it is a big deal, a big I deal. guess, kind of. What? what day was the 8th? Yeah. Sad time, but... Yes happened things happened but uh just take a moment for them dude <laughs> what I feel like you're trying too hard yeah, shut up okay so one big thing that happened this week was the queen of england queen elizabeth ii died at her her second or third castle somewhere <laughs> um Queen Elizabeth was the second longest reigning queen, well, second longest reigning monarch period of all time at 70 years. She was the first and the longest in England, right? Yeah, the longest in England. The only person who reigned longer than her was, I believe, King Louis XIV out of France, and he was king for 72 years. Although some people don't know if it should count because he was only four when he became king, as opposed to King Elizabeth, who was 26. Wait, do you so, remember why King Louis was, when he was four, like, why he became king so young? Because his dad died. Oh. <laughs> that's how everybody <laughs> becomes King, Jude. Oh, that's true. Okay, so, Jude, what are your thoughts on Queen Elizabeth dying? I mean, I think it's sad. I'm surprised she held on so long. She was, like, 97, right? Yeah, that's 96, I think. 96. Yeah, uh, I know she had a lot of, 
corgis. Corgis, yeah. <laughs> she had a lot of corgis. She like. owned like 30 corgis throughout her lifetime, all descending from one corgi that she received on her 18th birthday. And there's a family tree I was seeing earlier that dude, the, her corgi she got for her 18th birthday ended up having 60 descendants, and she owned 30 of them throughout crazy. her life. How, do you, so, how does that even happen? Did she have, like, scouts to just go find the corgis? I do not know. Man. But, so yeah, that was an interesting thing that went on this week. Um, the UK now has a new king, King Charles the something. Um, king Charles. I believe it's second. I do not know exactly. Is it second? I'm not sure, but he looks like he's about to die soon. <laughs> Put him in a cab. <laughs> That's not allowed, Jude. No, in Britain you aren't allowed to talk about the Well, good thing we're not dying. in Britain. So, Britain will get new money and a new national anthem. So, new congrats money? to them. Yeah, so all the money has the queen on oh. it, so it's all going to have A new national honor. anthem? Yeah, cause, so the national anthem was God Save the Queen, oh, and no. now it's God, God Save, Save the, the King. king. Yes. <laughs> so all sorts of exciting changes going on in Britain at the moment. I don't um, know if they're excited. <laughs> I think I saw like an interview, and some lady was pretty sad that her queen died. They, yes. It's a big deal down there. It was. I was quite surprised, despite being such a old institution, which you see get a lot of flack in the media nowadays, the... Royal family still has like a 60% approval rating in Britain, which was surprisingly high in my opinion. So, next current event thing going on is the housing market is about to collapse. I believe in the last month, housing prices have fallen 10%. Man. So, Jude doesn't know a whole lot about that, <laughs> but uh, currently I'm saving for a fourplex uh, to buy. And so the housing market collapsing is a good thing for me because I'll be able to get a good deal. Why, why are you wanting to buy a fourplex? Because... The best way to build wealth is to find streams of passive income, Jude. So a fourplex is a good way to do that. You can get a house up to a fourplex on a government-backed FHA loan, and you only have to put 3.5% down, which means for very little money you can control a very large asset and rent it out to people to make your mortgage payments. So if you do that, you get to take whatever you charge them above the mortgage payment, and in 30 years you essentially get a free house. Mm, so... The plan is working towards that to build up some of that passive income yeah. and hopefully diversify my investments in the Wait, future. What's what's your thoughts on the like turbo or turbo uh, car hack thing? Like where people there's like a super nice car, not nice car, but like a affordable car that works well to gain money, gain passive income. So like renting cars out on Turo? Yeah. So I've, heard. I, I've actually looked into this a little bit as well. So essentially what Jude's talking about is you would buy a car um, and then you would either rent it out and manage it yourself or find someone you to rent it out for you. And what would happen is you would buy this car, usually with a down payment and with a loan, and you would rent it out to people in bigger cities for who are on vacation and need something to drive around. So they give you money per night to rent a car. It's like Airbnb, but for cars. And you take all that profit, you pay off your car payment, and you keep the rest. So that is another very good passive income strategy, but it does come with the drawback that you own a depreciating asset instead of when real estate you are it's generally considered an appreciating asset which means the value will go up over time instead of down mm. you've been watching too many things at three times speed haven't you hmm maybe because you are speaking really <laughs> fast i apologize <laughs> so for those who don't know which is all of you because this is the first episode i do a lot of my research throughout youtube yeah. and other videos and i downloaded a um Chrome extension to watch those at three or four times speed to get through them faster. No. And What's funny about this is this man literally watched The Flash mm -hmm. 
at like four times speed. Mm. Imagine the Flash running in four times mm. speed. It's so quick. I got through an entire season in three hours. One That's day. ridiculous. <laughs> I I watched it for like a month. <laughs> I actually wanted to enjoy it. This man is just speeding through. I only wanted to know what ended, how it ended. So it makes I, no sense. I just wanted to be able to discuss it. I didn't care about watching it. it. I did not understand. This was a while back, but The Flash is not really important anymore. Do you watch any movies right now? Not really. I, I do follow a couple YouTubers, but not oh, yeah. really anything big that anybody knows about. So mainly science and math and investing. So, Well... As you guys can see, me and my brother have a lot of different interests, but somehow we can seem to get along sometimes. So, <laughs> so what else is going on in your world today, Jude? Well, I'm currently uh, taking supplements. I'm taking creatine, which is like a, it's like a, not a vitamin, but a mineral found in meat. I don't know if you knew that. No. Creatine, and it, uh. It puts, like, water and saturates your muscles so they look bigger, and it makes you feel more energized. Not exactly energized, but your muscles makes them feel like they have more power. So does this actually help you lift more, or is yes. it just aesthetic? It's a little bit of aesthetic, a lot more aesthetic than actual helping, but, you know, it. I can tell it's worked because I've gained a little bit of weight, water weight, and I've also been drinking, like, 128 ounces a day, which is a gallon, and... So good yeah, math, creatine has been a good, a good thing so far. So, what's the difference between creatine and steroids? Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, first of all, we don't have to go that far. <laughs> steroids, I'm not completely sure. I'm pretty sure ster steroids like boost your testosterone, which creatine does not. It's nothing to do with testosterone. That's why it's legal, mm. and I'm actually allowed to take it at my age. Mm. And there's been lots of doctors and other people who've like tested creatine and it has no issues as long as you're drinking enough water because that's what it's taking out of your body there's no issues with creatine so that's why i'm taking that's for you mom and dad mom and dad's out there any of them creatine is okay for kids creatine is okay for kids. exactly so dude you keep up with the influencer spear mm. what interesting news is going on there so uh I don't know if we should talk about Andrew Tate, but we all know Andrew Tate got kicked off of all the platforms, which ripped to the top G. That's all right. But uh, KSI, KSI, in his last fight, they had there was like a fight with Deji, which Deji's is KSI's little brother, and uh, they there was like a I can't remember what it's called. It's pay per view. It's uh, by D D Z something. I don't know if you heard of that company. I have but, no uh, clue who that is. <laughs> anyways, uh, KSI won all his competitions. He beat the crap out of everyone. And yeah. he's so gassed up, he called out Andrew Tate for his next uh, fight. I don't know if Andrew Tate ever responded, but, I mean, we wouldn't know because he's completely kicked off of every platform. Okay, Jude, in your professional opinion, in a fight between KSI and Andrew Tate, who would win? I personally think... Andrew Tate would definitely win because he's the top G, of course. But uh, he's a kickboxer, and he's had a lot of, like, I guess it is boxing, but that man, kickboxing and boxing, I mean, you box and kickboxing also. Kicking and punching Are you positive? Are you positive that the skills carry over from kickboxing to regular boxing? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Do you know anything about what you're saying? No, not really, but I do know that Andrew Tate is the top dude and he beat the crap out of KSI. I do know that Andrew, okay. But have you heard about Jake Paul's fighting? No. He's taking it on as like a full career. Is he not doing YouTube anymore? He is. I think he might be doing a little bit of YouTube, but it's all it's all just fighting boxing. Related. Yeah, it's just, he made a new podcast also. I don't remember his podcast name, but I know it's about boxing. Because uh, I listened to Logan Paul's podcast and Nelk a little bit. Who is Nelk? Uh, they, I don't really listen to Nelk as much, but okay. they're, they're just, it's just another group. But I also have been listening to uh, How to Take Over the World. <laughs> this, it's a podcast that talks about people in the past. Don't do that. People in the past who have like a... Go Continue. <laughs> the dog is knocking on the door. But people in the past who have like taken over the world. So like Putin and uh Me and my dad tried to tell you that it maybe wasn't the best strategy to take life advice from dictators, but I don't he claims that he's only talking about specifically how they got there, mm. not the immoral ways they did that. So Yeah, well I just le- listened to Napoleon. And Napoleon, like, every day he woke up, he would work. He'd work, he'd wake up at 3 in the morning and work till, like, I think it was, like, 5. And then he'd go back back to sleep till 7 and wake up and start his day. And what? like Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so he, he'd go to sleep, I think it was at, like, 8 or 9. Then he'd wake up at 3 and he'd work till 5 because those hours so were, like, his hours. alone time. And he w- it was he was more productive or something, and then he would go back to sleep till seven and wake up, and work, and uh, he had he was almost he his like letter system because he was a uh, king, well, French, he, well yeah, emperor, emperor. He he was like the first mail app, like mail app. Yeah, yeah. Like he would carrier. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> like iCloud. He would. He had like different piles of letters, like unread, read, opened, or like. And so, what he would do is he had his servants. He would uh, have he'd have his servants make the piles, and then he'd read them and just throw them on the floor. And <laughs> what? Yeah, and then the then the then his servants after he was done, there would be letters all over the floor, and they'd pick them up and put them in like the already read, the the opened letters. Interesting. It was weird. And how did this help him take over the world, per se? <laughs> I don't know. It's because he was, uh, uh, I didn't get that far in. I, I only okay. watched the first part. I need to watch more of it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in terms of that, I've been listening to a podcast called Wealth Without Wall Street, which is about building forms of passive income so you can build some of your wealth and get out of the rat race per se mm. without going through the traditional route of investing in stocks and hoping you pick the right one. So some of the big things they talk about is they actually mentioned the Turo business Jude was talking about. They do a lot of um, land buying. So they find people who just want to get rid of their land. They sell it off and then they buy it. They buy it from the people who just want to sell it for cheap and sell it back to other people who want it for more. So mm. they just go right do they, over. Do they put property on it? No. They just buy they just it buy and, sell and sell it. Yeah. So they look for deals and sell it immediately, basically. So. And what's that called? 
land flipping. Land flipping. <laughs> so right. that's that's one of their main so ones. So they do no work to it at all. They no. just buy it and sell it. Yes. <laughs> way to do it. It is an interesting strategy. I'm looking into it myself. But so the the other things they do is they do the Turo thing that Jude was asking about earlier. They do some real estate investing. So they actually do these things called short short term rentals. So they buy a house and they rent it on like Airbnb as like a vacation home. So they do some of that and then they do. Um, Why is it short term? It's like so long term is like when you rent out a place to live in. Oh. Okay. And short term is when you do okay. it for like Airbnb. a short amount yeah. of time to All go right, on vacation. Yeah. So. Um, then the other thing they do is they buy ATMs, which I've been looking into as well. You can get one for like $2,000. This man, this man thought it would be a good idea to put an ATM in our school. There's no kids in our school who use it because they're all poor, <laughs> just like me. I think it would be a good idea considering that the snack shack in the school is cash only, and there are a lot of people there on game nights. However... They also do ATMs, which you can get for about $2,000. They go do about 300 transactions a month if you can find a good location. And the average charge on an ATM transaction is about $3. So if you find a good location for your ATM, you can make about $800 a month passive income. So Dang, that's a lot. Indeed. So I've been looking into some places to locate have you, some have ATMs. Have you ever thought about using, like, vending machines? So... Vending machines are very similar to ATMs, except for they're a lot more upkeep. So they might be have some more ability for profit, but they're a lot more work. And at this point, I already have a job, so I'm looking for some ways to set up some passive income streams to be able to invest more in the future without putting a whole lot of extra work on myself that takes up my time that I could be learning more ways to invest start passive income stream like they always say though time is money exactly so, if you, so put, you need to find ways to save your time yeah but okay yeah i guess that's true but if you're spending more time in your vending machines like no time more money in your vending machines. not necessarily okay. maybe but that's not like a hard and fast rule so if you are spending your time more in a vending a machine, yeah well if you're more spending all your time in a vending machine when you could be spending your time looking for real estate deals or setting up ATMs that take less time but can make l a little less money, but you can set up more in the same amount of time, then your time will be worth more yeah. money. Well, my plan my plan is to go big in the fitness industry. Shout out my uh, Instagram, at Jude Cormanic. Check it out. <laughs> Don't mind the promo. Anyways, uh, yeah, I kind of want to be a personal trainer a little bit. Since when? Uh, I was talking to Dad about it last night. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something I would like to do. My passion is to be big and look like a gorilla <laughs> or a bull like my hat. I, speaking of which, this is the best hat I have ever owned. Where did you get it? I got a buckle. It was overpriced, but how much was how much was your bull hat, Jude? I think it was like forty-five. <laughs> Holy cow! Tell you what. Okay. The sweatshops, Jude. I'm joking. Anyways. <laughs> You can't say Anyways, that. let's go back on cancel culture. What? What's your, what's your, okay, thought? what's your thoughts on cancel culture? Um, I think in 99% of cases that it is a vastly exaggerated field of people who are on a witch hunt for people who made minor mistakes a long time in the past and just are unhappy with what they're doing now. So they're just trying to dig up dirt on them. Because yeah. they have a personal issue with them, and it is unwarranted most of the time. I can see that. I do think sometimes, though, especially when people are being extremely hypocritical about something. Andrew Tate. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. But, for example, if you came out in strong support against something, and then you're talking about, like, supporting it really strongly and never really talked about changing and just acting like you never actually did that, I think it's a little bit okay then. But still, I don't think it's like you should cancel as in, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to do anything at all. I think it's more like you should address this. But, you no, know, I think most of the time it is not a good strategy, especially shutting down free speech, usually just ends to a worse society for everyone. Well, I wonder, it's not really free speech if it's on a different platform. Like, they own the platform. So, like, where does it, where does it, yes and no. So, that is the current reason why it's allowed at the time. And I think the problem with that is we've allowed these platforms, per se, to gather so much influence through government regulating, regulation, protecting their stance as a monopoly in the industry that we've kind of turned them into like the de facto where everybody has to go to talk on the internet so it's kind of like um that's true like, like instagram what Twitter. used to be what set was said just on the streets where everybody could hear has been kind of forced to go to twitter or instagram because of government regulation protecting those platforms so i think if the government regulation is going to protect those platforms, then they should also have the duty to uphold our rights on said platforms. Well, how does how does the government protect them? So there's a lot of um, laws and such basically protecting those platforms from any repercussions for... So the currently there's two classifications under laws that these platforms could fall under. There's the classification of a publisher or the classification of a host. So as a host they would have to follow the free speech laws and not discriminating. And if they do, they have to be very clear about what the rules are and they have to be equally applying them. So, like, they can have a rule against illegal content, per se, and they actually should, I agree. But as a publisher, if they're going to be editing or, like, strongly regulating what is posted on their platform, then they also should have to follow rules regarding, um, like, disclosures and advertising and stuff like that that basically proves that they're not misleading people and stuff like that. So essentially, the what they're trying to do is regulate what's going on their platform without being held responsible for everything that's going on their platform. And currently, you either if you're going to regulate it, you have to take responsibility for everything that's on your platform. Or if you don't want to regulate it, then you don't. But they're trying to take the best of both worlds where they can regulate everything on their platform, but they don't have to. So I think they should choose a side. So, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know, most of the big, bigger tech companies and bigger, like, social media platforms are all, like, leftist, like, more left, yeah. democratic. Yeah, so most, tech, so most I, technology companies in general are, like, 90-plus percent I see, I liberally. See, yeah, I see a lot of conservative channels being shut down or, like, conservative right views. Seems like they get shut down most of the time. Where are you going with this, dude? So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stop there. But okay. Anyways. <laughs> we might uh, expand on that, that in future podcasts, yeah. I guess. But, uh, should we cut it? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. we, I think we got a little bit more. So, what else should we talk about, Jude? Um, yeah, I think that's good. Okay. So, <laughs> this has been the first episode of Brothers and Others Podcast. Join us next time where there might be others. Exactly. Um, side note, bear with us, guys. Uh, this first podcast, there's going to be some kinks. We will yes. try to work them out and bring you a higher Hopefully. quality, ever higher quality product in the future as we grow and get a pattern established. Yes. So. Hopefully the camera did not shut off.
I swear. Dad. If the camera <laughs> shut off. <laughs> the plan is to have a YouTube and a podcast, but if the camera shut off on this one, then you will just see the yes. podcast for this find one. Us, find us on all socials. iTunes, um, Spotify, Instagram. We'll have clips on Instagram. It'll just be brothers yes. and others. Brothers Everywhere. and others. Brothers and others.